Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. You want to live a meaningful and confident life, but you don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift those up that matter the most in your life. Every week, we'll have a featured guest who will share valuable information and experience to give you actionable strategies you can apply to live as the man you were made to be. We'll draw on our guest's knowledge and experience. More importantly, we'll discuss how this applies to the common challenges and struggles of being a man in today's world. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Pachkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at on your journey, I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive in to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's guest episode of the Men Made For More podcast. have a special guest with me, Newly Kim of iAthlete Physio, and uh, just really excited for you guys to listen in today's show. Uh, Newly is a doctor of physical therapy and a board-certified orthopedic specialist uh, from the American Board of Physical Therapy. He got his doctor of physical therapy from Mount St. Mary's College in 2012, an orthopedic residency, and a graduate there of Kaiser Healthcare Partners in 2012. He's certified with Titleist Performance Institute as a medical professional. He's an active release technique provider. He does myofascial decompression, cupping, blood flow restriction provider, and uh, just an awesome clinician and just awesome overall individual when it comes to uh, getting some long-term improvements with the clients that he gets to work with in his local practice to Los Angeles area. And we're going to be talking about how there are no quick fixes and why change doesn't happen overnight. We're going to talk about when it comes to pain, where you think the problem is, it usually isn't. And you need to find the root cause of what's really going on to create long-lasting change. We talk about gratitude, appreciating where you come from and where you still have left to go, and a lot about habit formation. And when it comes to habits, think simple, practical, and achievable. Guys, got a great one coming your way today. Excited for you guys to be here listening in. Don't want to hold it up any longer, so let's get started. All right, Newly, welcome to the Men Made for More podcast. I'm so stoked we were able to coordinate this and really happy to have you on here, man. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. Excited for this. Yeah, it'll be good. So let's, uh, for, for those that don't, that are listening that don't know you as well, why don't you kick things off with your story, both personally and professionally and, and where you're at, what you're up to. Yeah, my name is uh, Newly Kim. Um, I am. I reside in uh, the South Bay area of uh, the Greater LA area, which is um, to more by the beach, like Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach area. Um, we live in that area. Uh, we practice in that area. By we, I mean my wife uh, of ten years, and then uh, my two boys, Elliot, who's five, and Dylan, who's three, uh, soon to be twenty-one. Uh, both of them, <laughs> seems like. Personally, I, I went to the, I'm a greater LA, LA Southern California kid. I born and raised in this area, um, lived kind of everywhere, moved everywhere in the LA area. Um, I am a uh, 
diehard Lakers and Dodgers fan and Rams fan, and we try to instill that in our home, uh, both uh, my wife and I, and then also into our kids, uh, brainwashing them. I went to the University of California, Irvine for undergrad and then went to uh, Mount St. Mary's College, now university for uh, physical therapy school. Um, and then uh, after graduating, I went into a one year long orthopedic residency program with a medical group called Healthcare Partners. Now they're called Optum and Kaiser Permanente. And uh, the year long residency program pretty much consisted of uh, mentorship with some of the top expert clinicians, um, literally in our profession. Um, throughout the year, was a part of some research, served in some, um, doing some serve uh, medical care to some pro bono clinics, and really honed my skills um, as a clinician, as a provider uh, during that year. And then um, finished that, uh, took a board certification in orthopedics. Afterwards, which is a, just a, a long test to confirm that you learned something. And then for the majority of my career uh, so far, practicing eight years, I worked for a uh, managed care setting or worked in a managed care setting, uh, worked with healthcare partners for a little bit, and then with Kaiser Permanente. And for those of you that don't know, managed care is uh, what you would uh, find as a HMO insurance. Um, and so I, I worked for an HMO group for a long time. And uh, during that time, I have, have had the fortunes of seeing um, a lot of a lot of patients. Um, I saw f- about four to five new patients every day um, for the life of probably seven to eight years. Um, wow. And yeah, just to give you a comparison, Dave, you know, um, you know, you'll you know, someone will see three to four new evals potentially a week. Uh, I was seeing about four to five new evals a, a, a day, which was challenging, but uh, really grew me in terms of my clinical practice and care. Uh, and so in addition to that, I worked alongside a lot of great providers with a lot of different letters behind their names. And um, yeah, it was really helpful in in getting me to to where I am today. And what uh, talk about the transition then. So what what was the transition point from that setting of seeing so many people to the setting you're in now? Yeah, um, there was a, a plethora of reasons. I think number one is um, I wanted to spend more time with my patients. And so in a managed care setting, typically you'll go in and, and get a you know, 40, 30 minute, 45 minute evaluation, which is the first visit. And then um, because it's a bit impacted, uh, what ends up happening is you get your follow up, your follow up visit with your provider ends up getting pushed out two weeks, three weeks, maybe in a, even a month. And so uh, for me, um, that over time, what I won, um, we had, I had some challenges walking with patients through their co- entire course of care, meaning when, when you walk in with pain to when you exit without pain and into performance. So I never saw that end because people would drop off because of that. Um, and then in addition to that, the time that I spent with patients per visit was uh, pretty limited and impacted as well. And so... Um, that initial initially drove me. Um, I've always aspired to uh, own my own business one day, uh, set my own culture, set my own cadence, be the ruler of the land per se. Um, and yeah, it just kind of um, everything kind of came to a head and, and decided, man, this, this is probably our time to, to move on. 
Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so cool. You made the jump and and just looking at, you know, talking to you about your treatment style and, and seeing your site and, and knowing the people that you've been able to help is there's such this, this focus on, on long-term results and, and lasting things for life. And I think so many people try and chase these quick fixes, these magic bullets, these healthy hacks. People are after this, like I want it done and I want it done now. And unfortunately that's not the way it works with our body. That's not the way it works with a lot of things in our life, but I love your philosophy so much because the clients you work with is really centered on, okay, we're going to, we're going to get you out of pain. We can do that, but we also need to get you back into performance. We need to get you back into doing whatever that is that they, uh, they want to do with their, with their life. And I just, I just want to hear a little and, and make our, our focus shift into a little more on your perspective of in your experience, why do these quick fixes not work? And what is the key to reaching these long-term sustainable results that, that you get with so, so many of your clients? Yeah, I, let me be the first to confess that I, I look for quick fixes, quick fixes as well in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let me just be the first one to confess there. Um, and I think you hit it on the head, Dave. Um, you know, anything in life, I think, um, anything in life that you're trying to change, most things in life, it, it, at least, you know, if you're trying to change things, um, there's no quick fix. Um, I, th- I think we can all confess to that, right? Um, personal growth, diet, habits, um, these are things that don't change overnight. Weight loss, um, doesn't change overnight. These are things that have, have to happen, um, have to happen over a long period. You have to have it repeatable. And, uh, Tiger Woods, um, uh, probably my favorite athlete at this moment. Um, I just, I'm a big golf fan. Uh, he said this, he says, he, he, he said this a couple of times in the last couple of years, uh, in his, in his interviews. He said consistency over a long stretch or a period of time is what really stands out. And I firmly believe in that. You know, I often tell people and give, um, if you give me enough time and if you're consistent enough with me, um, we're going to figure out your pain point. We're not only going to figure out your pain point, we're going to resolve your pain, resolve your pain now, and then resolve it for good. And oftentimes when people come in with pain, um, you know, more often than not in the physical therapy world, um, the pain more often than not is uh, but a mere symptom. And what I mean by that is is the pain might present somewhere in your body. Um, For example, the shoulder or the neck or the lower back or the knee. Um, But more often than not, the issue that's driving that pain is oftentimes coming from elsewhere. And so um, I give the analogy all the time. you know, well then where did this pain come from? You know, why am I having this shoulder pain that onset so randomly or this lower back pain? I really didn't do anything. I just got out of bed and, and I started to walk and have this pain or I bent down and picked up something. And then later that day, I began having this lower back pain. And um, I, I liken it to the analogy of if you plant a seed about a foot into the ground of soil, you may not see the plant grow or start to grow. But eventually, if you perpetuate your issue or the underlying issue, the pain's about to, about to uh, it's, it's going to sprout. And so just because you don't see the issue doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the plant's not growing, assuming that you're watering it and, and all those things. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think going back to the question, um, the quick fixes don't work because um, in order to see tra- change that's been underlying for a long period of time, you really need to address the root cause, which takes time, consistency over a long period of time. 
Yeah. So well said. I love that, love that, uh, analogy too, with the, with the plant and uh, you and I both see it. You mentioned shoulder pain, you mentioned low back pain. Uh, these are things that people just had someone I was working with today that thinks it's like, well, I just did this one thing and that was what messed up my back. And it's like, no, there was, there was thousands of repetitions of, of this building up over time that, that led to that. And uh, if we stay on the low back example, what are, you know, what are some of the things you tend to see in terms of let's talk. So low back pain, as you said, being, and I agree with being a symptom, that's just what they're feeling. What are some common more root causes that you might find from, from an assessment in a low back pain example? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so the, the low back is the great abyss. Um, and it's, it's a common, common area of pain that one it's common. Um, but then two, it can be this kind of mysterious kind of area of your body, right? Like where, um, 10 different providers can be telling you 10 different things in regards to your lower back. It's like, Oh, it's, it can be this. It can, it's your muscle. It's your joint. It's your ligament. It's your bones. It's your discs, right? It's sciatica. And not to get into the weeds of it all, but um, oftentimes going back to what I was talking about, the underlying issue, the pain might present actually in the lower back, but the issue that solves that pain typically is elsewhere. So for example, if you're having lower back pain in the middle of your spine or out to the side of your spine in the muscular area, it can be the issue, although the pain might be presenting in your back, the issue might be coming from the hips or coming from the abdominals, which is in the front part of your uh, the stomach region or even your upper back or even down to the big toe, which um, I've had a couple times where just by simply addressing the flexibility and the mobility in the big toe and teaching how to move correctly, that back pain actually resolved. And so um, for those of you that are listening, I think, you know, if you're going to a provider and they're just merely addressing your lower back and not looking elsewhere and assessing elsewhere, um, make sure to ask. I would say, hey, can you take a look at some other parts of my body that may be contributing to my lower back pain? Those things might be an issue driving lower back pain. Yeah, and I think it's it's important for people to, you know, be aware of that. At least you don't have to know what the problem is, but you have to be able to be proactive in, in seeking out if someone's just looking at your lower back, you got to say like, hey, like you said, hey, can you check these other areas? Can we see if anything else might be going on? Find someone who, you know, who is willing to, to do that knowledgeable enough to do that. Cause it's, it's hard on ourselves to see, to see what the root cause is because we're so fixated on, you're like, my back hurts. All I want is my back pain to get better, but it's like, okay, we want to take care of that, but we also want to get to the underlying cause of this. And I, and I think that brings, brings me into another question I want to hear from you is like, how do you balance the, the short-term fixes, the short-term wins? So I think those are important with more of the long-term approach. So, so how do you have that? Okay. Yes. Let's, let's give you some short-term successes. Let's give you some small wins, but let's also keep our eyes on the, the bigger picture. Yeah. So, um, that's a great question. What I'm finding in practice, um, is that every time the patient comes in, my goal in their time with me for that day is to try to have the pain that they're walking in with feel incrementally better. And for me during that time, um, I want them to feel it. I want them to experience it. I want them to put in the effort and actually see short-term results right away. 
And um, typically they do. Uh, the patients that come and, and especially with lower back pain, when you have someone move correctly, they say they walk in with pain and like, man, my back hurts. If you, what I'm finding is that if you have them move correctly and you have them activate the right muscles and cue them correctly and they move properly at the end of their time, they're like, man, I feel better. I feel better. And interestingly enough, what ends up happening is that over the course of time, as they, as you continue to encourage this and say, look, you, your body can feel better if you move correctly and you activate properly and, and do all these things. Yeah. You're going to see these incremental changes, these short wins. Um, now, man, as you continue to do it, man, this is just going to, this is going to grow exponentially. You're going to feel so much better. And then you tie that in with goals and function and life. I had a, I had a client in here the other day or earlier this morning and I was like, man, we did two things. We literally did two exercises for an hour's time. And she got up after being on the floor and sweating her butt off. And then she got up and she was like, man, things feel like they opened up. My lower back feels like it opened up. And I, and from there, I was just like, she, she understood it. And for me, I'm like, man, these short term, this short term gain that you're going to feel now and for a little while longer as you continue to take ownership of what we just went through and continue to build out this program for you it's going to translate into you going back to being able to pick up your grandkids again get on the floor with them again roll with them again throw them up in the air again and i i i genuinely try to tie one i going back to the question i try to alleviate their pain right away and then always re-solidify by saying, man, continue. You can do it. Persevere. Endure. Keep going because you're going to feel better forever. So well said. I, lo- I love that too. And it's when we're on the right path, it's in, I've had, I've had past episodes on the whole no pain, no gain thing or having to like grit through pain is not, not how it should be either. You can, you can get short-term wins. If you're on the right path and you're addressing the right things, it's, you should feel better. And, and that, that should be uh, pain related. That should be for those just into fitness, trying to work out. It's like, you shouldn't leave every workout feeling miserable. If you're working out in the right way from a sustainability standpoint, you should leave feeling like more energy and not just like crashed, crashed on the ground. But I think the, you know, continuing to remind people of why they're doing it. Like you said, I love that you tie it back to lifting their kids or, you know, being able to throw their grandkids around, play, play with them. I think that that really helps people from a, from a mindset standpoint. I think it's so easy to lose sight of though. In the, in, I don't, I'm not sure if you see this, but do you see in the, the day to day, the week to week, people get this initial win and then it's like, they start to lose sight of how far they come. Do you run into that with some of your clients too? I do. I do. And you know, it, it what's afforded me, what I really enjoy about um, being in business for myself um, is that I have their personal information and I can text them with my cell phone and I can shoot them a video. I can shoot them a call and uh, I can check in on them, keep them accountable. And um, there's something to that, man. There's, there's something to, you know, in the middle of the week and, and this goes for me too. And, and, you know, you have a big win and then all of a sudden, you know, things tail off for, you know, five, six days, maybe even a week or even a couple of days. And you slump back right back into, you know, prior to that win, what you, you know, like, uh, I can't get out of this hole, you know, my pain's still there. Um, but then getting a call or getting, having someone 
having, allowing for the client to, or even myself, uh, feeling like someone's in my corner, someone's encouraging me, motivating me, keeping me accountable, man, that just, it just continues to push that forward. And so, um, yeah, I'm finding that that's, that's, uh, that's something that I want, I enjoy doing. Um, and then also too, that it keeps people kind of motivated on, on track with, with care. Yeah. I think we're, we're made for encouragement, how huh? we're made to encourage one another. I think that's such a big piece. And I, I love what you said too, about being able to access them and give that encouragement. Cause I think people lose sight of the big picture and they also lose sight of how far they've come to. I have, I have someone, I, he was in this morning and had terrible MRI. I didn't, I told him I didn't even want to see it cause it didn't matter for what we were doing. I, but uh, he's like, this is the word they tell me I can't ever like round my back again. I can't ever do this. I can't. And he comes in just with all these, like the no seat, like people just have told him all the things he can't do. And he comes in day one. He's like, all I want to do is like be able to, you know, sit down, like sit down on the toilet and not have pain. It was like, a, or sit down in a chair and not have pain and like very basic level human stuff. And then within one visit later, he's like crushing it, moving around and we're six visits in now and he's back to working out. And he's like, man, but I can't, I can't do a flip when I'm surfing, body surfing now. And it's like, dude, do you remember, do you remember day one when he said, you just want to be able to sit down without pain. And it's so easy for us to to forget that. And I, I think that's, I mean, why do you think that is that we lose sight of those, those wins so quickly? Yeah. I mean, it's going back to, I think, you know, we've gone to, I mean, society, this is a whole different discussion, right? It's, we've gone to a a society where it's um, long, long term, a long game perspective is not in the picture anymore. You know, you have two day shipping with Amazon and then you have fast food chains and you have um, access to communication via a, a touch of your phone. Right. And so you know, the long-term perspective of, man, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul has completely gone. And so if if something doesn't happen right away, if the next thing doesn't come on and the next thing isn't addressed right away, um, yeah, you, I think you, yeah, or, or you never, you never appreciate where you've come from. And so, um, and this goes back to, I mean, even just for, and this is just for, for me personally, um, you know, I, I tend to forget. And so if I don't pause to remember, um, even, you know, let alone three months ago, if I don't pause to remember where I was a week ago, two weeks ago, two days ago, man, my heart, even for me, I, I feel like there's, there's no measure of gratitude and joy and even satisfaction. It's always grumbling. It's always, what's the next thing? It's always... How come, how come not this? How come not that? And so, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a societal issue to be honest with you more than it is anything else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's, uh, that's something I fall into even like from the morning to the, <laughs> to the evening, it can happen. It can happen so quick. And there's a, one of the pastors at our church, he, he always talks about, he called like the, when, then the, when, then principle of it's like, well, w- when I get that, then I'll be happy. And, and I fall into that all the time. It's like, well, when I, you know, when we get to this level in business, when we can help this many people, when my level of fitness is this, when like once we can get in a position where we can have a little more time freedom, not be working all the time. It's like, then, then we'll be happy. Then we'll be able to work on these things that it's like, these are things we got to be, got to be addressing all the time. Oh, hundred percent. Can I agree with you more, man? But that, that gratitude is a hard, a hard skill to, it, it takes some intentionality to, uh, to 
practice that regularly. It's, it's not something I don't think that that comes too natural to us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, uh, I want to hear a little more about your, your perspective on it's right in your name. I athlete physio. It's a, I'm sure many people don't classify themselves as athletes when they come in to see you necessarily is think they just average, you know, the active adult looking at, like you said, the grandparent, the dad or mom trying to get out of pain. They might not see themselves as athlete, but I think you would probably beg to differ. And why do you think adults or, or anyone coming to see you should see themselves as an athlete and address their body that way? Yeah. So I think, I think the common, um, common perception of uh, an athlete is someone that we watch on TV um, that moves, that gets paid for playing a sport, right? Um, for me, the, the, the way I define um, an athlete is someone who's proficient or skilled or active in sport, in physical activity or exercise. Um, and so for me, if you're moving, if your body is moving to do something, whether it's um, competing in a 100 meter track and field event, or if it's bending down to tie your shoes or getting up off a toilet, for me, um, I define that as someone who's an athlete. And so because I would figure most people, if not all of us, um, fall under that umbrella, um, for me, I, I define your body as an athlete. Again, the skill might be a little bit different and the movement coordination might be a little bit different and we might look a little bit different. Um, but your body is geared to move to take care of whatever you're participating in. Um, and so um, because of that, um, the load is different. I define it as load or, or the physical activity might be a little bit different, but your body needs to be specifically equipped to take care of whatever your body is asking you to do athletically or as an athlete. Um, and so, yeah, for, for my perspective and, and when clients come in, um, I, I assess everyone as an athlete and then go from there as far as treating pain and, and moving a, a, a client towards their goals. Yeah. I, I really, I really like the way you, you phrase that too, with, with maybe load being different, the intensity of the activity might be different, but everyone should try and maintain their body with that, that same intensity. We look at the, the athletes, at least the, the top level athletes, the good athletes out there, yeah. the, uh, the ones that are invested in their, in their sport and in their skill, you know, they're, they're keeping their body in shape all year round. They're, they're not just waiting for something to, to break down. They're being proactive with it. And what are some of the other tools from a, maybe from a mental standpoint that you teach people when it comes to maintaining improvements for the, you know, for the long haul being, being ready at all times, being ready for whatever their sports season might be, if that's playing with their kids or playing uh, recreational sport or anything like that, what, what tools do you give them to maintain those improvements? Yeah, I, I, I initially on the, I think the front end of the plan or the program is very important. And so uh, for me, I really just try to establish good, simple, achievable habits. Um, and it might be something as simple as um, over the next week, I want you to just walk 10 minutes and I try to make it as practical and as simple and as achievable as possible. And I'll grab their other, grab their phone. I'll say, I want you to, I want you to set an alarm. I want to see it, put it in your calendar. Okay, good, perfect. An alarm is set. Every time the alarm goes off, here's the time during the week where you're going to walk and you're going to walk. You don't have to walk fast, just walk. 
set the timer, go, go for a 10 minute walk. And then, and then that's it for the day as, as far as physical activity. And so um, from there, it's one pushing, like I was mentioning earlier, pushing a lot of accountability, but continuing to build and carry over, carry over on their habits that I'm helping them to develop early on. And so, um, and that just falls into a, a mentality standpoint. I think even from a mental standpoint, it's like, yeah, I, I, there is something that I'm doing regularly physically and something that I can build upon that is achievable, simple, and, and that I can continue to do in a, in, in, within my context and environment. And so it really, from a, it, it's really setting a good foundation from the very beginning, I, I find is really helpful from a mental standpoint. I love it. And I want to hear your, uh, your personal journey side of things too. I didn't know, I didn't know you lost 50 pounds. I, was, I saw it on, on your site and we hadn't, we hadn't talked about this, but man, you look, look great for one, but how, you know, what kind of things did you learn through that, through that journey? And how did you, you know, how did you grow like physically, mentally, what did you have to adapt to get from that version of yourself to, to where you're at today? Yeah. So, um, thanks Dave for that, those kind of words. Um, but um, yeah, I, so back in 2011, 2010, my, that's when I got married um, and I was in PT school. So we got married in the first year of PT school, which was a journey and a battle in and of itself. We got married and then ended up um, going to Korea where my mom is from uh, to visit relatives who weren't able to make um, our wedding. And so I went back and, and I hadn't seen relatives in 20, 25 plus years, 20 years. And then um, what they told me when I visited them, a majority of them, they said, oh, you turned out the way we thought you would turn out. And what they meant by that was the way I looked physically. Um, I was overweight. Um, I was uh, physically not as active as I should be. Um, and from a health standpoint, I wasn't um, in the best place. Um, and they were right, right? It's harsh reality, but, um, and, and it was harsh, but uh, it was reality nonetheless. And so for me, as I got back, I, my personality is, I got a little bit pissed off, um, not at them, but just, uh, I just got angry inside. And then typically anger moves, starts moving me towards a particular goal. And so I just started, I, I, I didn't have a plan. I just said, I'm going to run. And I'm going to eat, I'm going to try to eat the same meal the entire day for six months. So I, I literally for six months, I ate the same meal. Um, and then I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran and I probably built up to like 25 miles, 30 miles a week running, which I'm, I hate running. Um, let me just confess that I hate running. Um, but I got up to that point and then I, I, I just shed weight, but then it wasn't the way that I should have shed, I shed weight nonetheless. And so I went from about, um, 240 to about 190 and about, I'm at about 195, 200, depending on the day, the time of day now. But, um, yeah, it was a mental hurdle. Um, probably the one single, one single hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, from a mental standpoint, from a rhythm habit standpoint, um, and from a psychological standpoint. Um, I love food. I love beer. And so, I mean, the battle to withstand and to push up against that stuff was, um, especially during like PT school when it's stressful and, and times are tough, um, 
Yeah. And so that's, um, yeah. And I've kept it off. I've kept the majority of it off since, um, and it's still a battle to this day. Was your, was your deeper why for why, like, why was that so important? Was it, I know the, uh, the trigger was, was seeing your, your relatives, but, uh, that, that alone trying to prove people wrong won't necessarily sustain you through those, those hard days. What, what were you connecting that to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was always the fat kid growing up. I was always the fat kid growing up and, and the big guy. I was the guy underneath the basket asked to grab rebounds. <laughs> um, I was always last in the, in the jogging line on, my, on our basketball team. Um, I was always the lineman. Um, and so even from, you know, kids could be mean and cruel. And so even from childhood, uh, that always struck me. But nothing in my childhood and growing up uh, put a spark under my butt um, hot enough. Well, I guess that's what the, 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 yeah, that's what did it. It was all that stuff built up. And then when we went to Korea, that's what kind of led to um, me pushing, pushing towards uh, achieving a goal. So that was a greater why I didn't want to, yeah, I was, I had enough. Yeah. That's so cool. And you have to adopt different mindsets and different habits though, that you didn't have previously probably for you know how many years of you're changing, trying to adopt the habits of what works at the expense of, you know, and sometimes we find ourselves in the same ruts and we can, you know, first we can point fingers at different things and, Gen- in genetics, we can point fingers at situations and environments, but eventually it's, you know, it's, and I, I always hate this cause when I reflect on the, the things I struggle with it, it comes back to person in the mirror, it comes back to my habits, what I'm, what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. That's keeping us from, from doing that. And that's, uh, you know, sometimes you can only take so much before it's, before it's time to make a change. It's, it's cool to see you did that. Well, I'm going to transition to the last part of our show here. I know you're, you're uh, short on time here. I just want to make sure to respect that, but I hope I didn't, you're going to have to think of a new one if, if this was going to be the one you were going to use, because the uh, question I ask everyone and talk about how from the outside, it's so easy to, you know, especially when I approach you about this podcast of being a place where, you know, us as men can, can be vulnerable and report the struggles that happen. And I, I love the, you know, your weight loss example is already an awesome, awesome version of that, but it's easy for people to see you from the outside now and say, Hey, you got it all together. You got great family. You got successful business. Uh, if people aren't following you on Instagram, you're crushing it on Instagram and putting out great content from the outside. It's so easy to uh, look like, Hey, everything's all together. He's got this, he's got this life. That's, that's all, uh, you know, running the way it should. And that can be discouraging or even harmful. I think for other men to men to see when, when other men are looking at on the outside, the comparison trap is, is definitely real and something I fall into. And I, I'm sure you do. And I'm sure we both be the first to admit that it's been, anything but easy and a, anything but a smooth road the whole time. So I wanted to hear if you don't mind being, you know, being vulnerable with, with listeners of what's a, a challenge you faced or currently facing or faced in the past. That's been, actually been a real catalyst for your growth as a man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with this, yeah, this can be a, a, a conversation over many hours. So yeah, let me just be the first uh, alongside what you were saying, Dave, uh, to confess that I don't have it all together. Um, not from a business standpoint, not from a husband standpoint, not from a father standpoint, you know, even my involvement with church, not as an elder, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have it all together and it's not false humility. Um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely confess that I, I don't have it all together. And so, yes, all the things that you're seeing is not the full picture. 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it certainly has been um, a journey for me per, on, on the personal side outside of, you know, the professional side. Um, and so a lot of what happened to me personally and growing up and things like that, that uh, really impacted uh, the way I function, um, both good and, and bad. And um, yeah, the, the current struggle is um, the current struggle is battling that. So my values are uh, one, my faith um, two my wife and my kids um, and three, my church family. And then, and then business, uh, and it kind of comes in that order. Um, not kind of, it does come in that order. Um, and so, because of my inabilities as you know, as a business owner, as a husband, as a father, and even as a role in my in my uh, serving at, at church, um, yeah, I'm, I'm finding that um, time is lacking, and. Um, my efforts are lacking, my energy is lacking. And so, you know, my human tendency is to try to put barriers and to put structure and to put schedule in such a tidy way where I can start to do better in these gaps and, and facets. And as you know, Dave, um, you fall short. So no matter what you try to do, you try to puzzle piece together, you get up at 4.30, you know, you grind, you create a schedule, block schedule, Eves, right? And, and you do all these things and you realize man, I still fall short in these areas. And so, um, yeah, there's honestly, for me, the, the solution is my faith. And I just turn to my, my prayers in the morning have been the same um, for, I've been telling our church, some of our church guys, I just pray the exact same things in the morning. I say, God, I, I surrender to you what I can't control and what I can, um, what I can't give up. You take it from me and then allow for my status or my feelings of adequacy, not in, you know, how much money we, we, we make or how better a patient feels, but in, you know, what you have to provide. And so there are days where, you know, it's, it's, we do well from a business standpoint. And I have to remind myself, like my status isn't found in how well I do business. And then there are days when it's, we tank. And then I have to remind myself, my identity isn't found in, you know, success or a lack of it, you know, that kind of thing. Man, I, I love, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, you know, I appreciate you being vulnerable about that. Cause that's, that's so much good stuff. And like you said, I, I think we could talk for a whole hour on, on this topic alone. Cause there's so many, you know, layers to that and having those priorities, but time doesn't always match up our, you know, our performance definitely doesn't always match up in terms of what that looks like. And I, I just think it's great that you can share that because I, I know you're not the only one struggling with it. There's at, at least two people in this conversation struggling with that. So I, I, I'm sure there's, there's many more outside of it. So really appreciate you sharing this. And I want to want to kind of wrap things up here with a few, few takeaways first from things that I was writing down as we were talking about just to give people some you know, actionable steps from some of the things we were talking about earlier. Uh, there's no quick fix in anything that's meaningful. Change doesn't uh, occur overnight and getting better, getting to that long-term goal won't happen overnight either. I love talking about the whole thing of gratitude and appreciating where you came from, keeping the long-term goal in mind, being grateful for you know all the progress that we have made in those certain areas. And a last thing around habits, I love when you said simple, practical, and achievable. So set, set habits that are achievable, that they're simple. They don't have to be, you don't have to make this uh, this grand goal that you have to will yourself to. A lot of times the small changes create 
create big things over time. So anything you want to add to those, those takeaways that there were a bunch of things, but those were a few things that I jotted down. No, I mean, you hit it in the head. Um, yeah, you hit it in the head. That was good. Very cool. So last hypothetical question here, ask all the guests it. we're saying you're leaving your favorite, favorite coffee shop, your favorite restaurant, your favorite brewery in town, and you bump into your younger self 10 years back. So younger newly ask current you for some life advice. You're on your way to a super important day with yet full, full schedule patients. You can't miss. You only have 60 seconds to talk with him. What advice would you give him? What would you say to him? Number one, the Lakers and the Dodgers will have their little, <laughs> have some stick to with them. Be loyal, be faithful, number one. Number two, relationships are king. Relationships are king. Value them, treasure them. There'll be ups and downs in your relationships with all the, all the people that you come, in, come across in your life. Have some stick to You know, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 13, um, that love is patient, love is kind. And so, yes, those two things. Make sure that the, yeah, the Lakers and the Dodgers will have some highs and lows, battle through the lows. And then secondly, relationships are king. Love it, man. This is so great. I, I know we're kind of short on time here today, but so much good stuff packed into this. Really appreciate you sharing your knowledge, sharing that experience and uh, being encouragement for anyone listening. So let's, uh, let's just wrap up here. Where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Those definitely in the LA area or, or anyone else uh, looking to get a hold of you. Yeah, our um, our practice is called iAthlete Physio, um, and our website is iAthletePhysio.com. So you can find us, uh, check us up, check us out on our website. You can follow us on Instagram, i.athletephysio, P-H-Y-S-I-O, i.athletephysio, P-H-Y-S-I-O. Um, we also are on uh, Facebook as well. You can find us on iAthlete, um, iAthlete Physio on, on, on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, that's where you can find us. Very cool. Take advantage of that. Reach out to him, especially those in the LA area. I knew you, man. I had, a, I had an absolute blast. I appreciate you taking some time and getting on here and uh, really appreciate you sharing all that. No, man. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made for More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made for More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made for More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.